Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Happy Week 10. Houdat Nation getting ready for a Saints versus Vikings kickoff. High noon right here on WWL Saints Radio. The Bud Light countdown to kickoff coming up at 10 a.m. Right now on First Take, time to get into Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Well, good morning, Mike. A heck of a game, obviously, for the Bayou Bengals yesterday. Now getting into the black and gold, taking on a Vikings team that always seems to be a thorn in the side for this squad. Uh, looking at the matchup, though, we're getting kind of lucky. Obviously, quarterback situation, uh, even the wide receiver situation. There's not going to be Justin Jefferson, and it's looking like K.J. Osborne might not play due to the uh, his involvement in the concussion protocol. I think the Vikings are leaning on the side of caution with him. That kind of leaves the tight end in T.J. Hawkinson as their main target, and he's not even healthy right now. Yeah, so, um, you know, it becomes uh, the T.J. and Jordan Addison show. But, uh, you know, T.J., he's a tight end, but he's really a big receiver playing tight end, to be honest with you. That's, that's what you're looking at, and that's what's coming out of the college ranks today. Uh, because the way the game has changed, but uh, huge target, six foot five, uh, tight end, great re- receiving skills, gets up and catch the football. Uh, and he's got 60 catches already. So uh, you can see uh, how they're going to use him. And his participation will be there, I'm not sure every down. But short yardage, red zone, when you get near the end zone, that's where he's dangerous. Because, okay, there's nobody that can match up with him. You can say, well, cover him, cover him. Okay, if you're a 5'11 safety or corner and you've gone up against a 6'5 tight end, you put the ball in the right place, he's going to get it. Uh, So he becomes a, a difficult mismatch downfield. Terrific player at Iowa. Uh, was the eighth overall pick of the Lions a few years back. They just could not come up with a contract uh, that basically kind of suited him. So they dealt him off, and uh, he's been a big pickup for the Vikings. And to be honest with you, uh, Steve, it's rare that a team in the same division would deal a player off. I thought that too, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, that sort of jumps out at you that, you know, they couldn't find a better deal somewhere else. Uh, you got to play this cat twice a year. No, T.J. Hawkinson is a big part of their attack. 
Again, though, he's dealing with that rib oblique injury, whatever. But, uh, man, sometimes I wonder about those injuries. Uh, just how – because I know you got to kind of give it out to the press, but we've had way too many guys that supposedly were hurt. And they play in this game, and they play lights out. It seems like Sam LaPorta has kind of worked out for the Lions, though, Mike, at least this year in his rookie season. But another rookie – the 2023 first-round pick for the Vikings, the 23rd overall pick, actually. Uh, obviously, Jordan Addison, who you had mentioned, is the other half of that passing attack opposite of TJ Hawkinson. He's well on his way to a 1,000-yard season in his rookie year. He's already at 482 yards on 36 receptions. The thing that sticks out to me, Mike, seven touchdowns already. And we've talked about this guy. He's not the biggest guy, but he's a very uh, technical route runner, and he's very savvy uh, with some of the moves that he can pull off. And he's having a really solid rookie season. Yeah, um, a little bit more than solid. <laughs> He's really played well. Um, his route running skills, though, Charlie, are, are so good. We talked about it leading into the draft. When he was at Pitt and he won the Bolitnikoff Award and then he transferred, you know, that final season to USC, you could just see his ability to run a route, get into and out of a cut and a break so smoothly, and also set up a defensive back to gain separation downfield. And once he catches it, then he's a problem. Uh, you you got to try to make a, a play on him quickly because, man, he's shifty. He's got the ability to make you miss out into the open field. He has really, really played well as a first-year guy in this league. And um, I, I got a lot of respect for him. And what he does for his craft, he works so hard, uh, not only on the field but in the film room. Uh, to watch a defensive back, to see if there's any tip-off sign that he can get an advantage on them. And that's a pro's pro when you do that. Uh, When you have that ability at a young age that you know that you're trying to get every advantage you can on a corner, and he does it. And he was praised for that when he was at Pitt, when at USC, the coaches with the Vikings say the same thing. And he sort of is mirroring what we saw with Justin Jefferson and his work ethic, his attention to detail. Boy, when they get all those guys back, they're going to be a rough out uh, for anybody. But today, no Jefferson. You got to beat up T.J. Hawkinson. Jordan Addison's going to be a big part of their attack. And I'm just telling you, he's no regular rookie out there. <laughs> he knows how to play at a real high level. Mike, obviously worried about the mobile ability of Joshua Dobbs, but the rest of that Vikings uh, rushing offense has been pretty abysmal this season. And I know you're you're not missing Dalvin Cook. He's not doing anything with the New York Jets. But right now, you look at this Vikings squad, just 81 yards rushing per game. That's even worse than the black and gold, uh, who are 104 rushing yards per contest. Uh, Pretty eye-popping to see that this Minnesota Vikings uh, rushing attack has struggled so much. Yeah, and, you know, before he got hurt, man, it looked as though Cam Akers <laughs> right. uh, was going to be a – man, they had just got him. Uh, it's like, okay, uh, they just sort of picked him up, and then he has the Achilles injury. It's been a disappointment uh, when you watch him play. They are not as efficient running the football as we've seen in years past. And this team really – trying to turn the drink for them for years was Dalvin Cook. 
as a runner and a receiver coming out of the backfield. And listen, it, it sometimes happens. Um, you get a little bit of wear and tear, a little bit of thread come off the top, and you're not quite the same dude uh, anymore at running back. And so they parted ways, and uh, they've drafted a couple people to help them out. And they do have a one-two punch, but what I see is there's not a lot of push up front along the offensive line. They're not giving these holes for running backs to, to get through, uh, like an Alexander Madison to be able to run it through. And they're getting hit a lot of times right at the point of attack, right at the line of scrimmage. It's been a major disappointment for them that they have not been able to run the football. But if you look how they're built, their offensive line is really built to protect the quarterback. And and they really were trying to protect Kirk Cousins and the, you know, and it, it just didn't work out. He goes down with an injury. Their two tackles, when they healthy, it's as good a tandem as pass blockers as you'll find in the NFL. They do a great job protecting the quarterback. What I don't see, even though like Ed Ingram, who they picked up from LSU, who was a really good run blocker uh, for LSU, they have not been able to get that running game going like they want to. The wild card in this now becomes Josh Dobbs because that has been a pain in the backside to the Saints every time they've played a a mobile quarterback this year and his ability to make some yardage after, you know, everything sort of clears out. (laughs) We saw Trevor Lawrence. Come on, Trevor Lawrence wasn't considered a running quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He ran uh, 54 yards on this team. With a bad knee. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, well, it's all medicine they give him. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. At that stage, it's all medicine. But, you know, come on, you're not considered Trevor Lawrence a runner uh, at this stage, even though he's in his young part of his career. Uh, That's not his strong point. And we saw it uh, last week. Same thing. Uh, You know, okay, neither one of those quarterbacks were considered runners, and yet they took off, ran with the football. You can bet your bottom dollar Joshua Dobbs is going to do the exact same thing today. Uh, You can say, well, we fixed it. Uh, Sometimes that in pursuit of the quarterback to get a sack or a tackle for a loss uh, gets the best of you, and you get out of position, you take a bad angle, and all of a sudden – these quarterbacks today are going to take off running with the football. I'm sure Florida Gator defenses were saying, well, we man, we had Jaden Daniels last night. Yeah, <laughs> you had him in your sights. You just couldn't bring him down. That Listen, that's a new part of the NFL. Uh, that NFL better get used to it because this isn't going away. You look at the guys coming out of the college ranks today, most of those guys have some really strong running skills. And if you're not prepared for it, they can burn you. So that that's something today, despite the fact the Vikings don't run the football, say, real effectively uh, with their running back tandem, uh, man, Dobbs could be a difference maker. Uh, it, it, it just It is what it is on this defense today. They have really had some difficulties against guys taking off running downfield and moving the chains on them.
Speaking of difference makers, Mike, we're hopping to the other side of the ball. And typically when I look at specific defenses, I'm looking at the points they allow per game, the passing yards they allow per game, the rushing yards they allow per game. With the last two weeks, I mean, the Colts gave up a lot of points. The Bears gave up a lot of passing yards on average. The Vikings are like dead middle in a lot of different stats. But one thing they are dead middle on is they have the leading sack getter in the entire NFL, and that's Daniil Hunter, an LSU product who's picked in the third round back in 2015 after spending three years at LSU from 2012 to 2014. And, man, has he made a career out of himself. He's already got, through eight years in the NFL, he's got five double-digit sack seasons, including this year where he's got ten and nine games. This guy's just, he's been incredible in a Vikings uniform, and he's going to be a lot to stop uh, this, uh, this afternoon. Yeah, you take a look at his pitcher at LSU. Take a look at him today. Right. I mean, he's redefined that body. And uh, I do remember when he declared he was going to come out early. Uh, he, he worked out with Henry Thomas, former LSU uh, defensive lineman, Pete Jenkins, a number of other guys, too. But uh, I, I know that was the thing Pete tried to get across to him was about that he lacked that lower body power that he, he felt he needed. Uh, take a look at him today. He was close at LSU in making sacks. But he didn't put up really strong numbers there. He has at Minnesota because he came in. He was a track athlete, basketball player. He played wide receiver in high school, okay? Uh, so, you don't look like no wide receiver to me uh, other than maybe D.K. Metcalf. Uh, that's the only wide receiver I would kind of compare him to. Man, Hunter's really played great when he's been healthy. He did miss one season. He's sort of been nicked here and there, but, man, he is very explosive off the snap. He has gotten much better as a technician in his ability to use his arms and hands and move counter move, almost like a chess player, sort of figuring you out very quickly on your strength and your weakness as an offensive tackle. He does a great job with it. His closing speed to the quarterback is really, really good. You don't see a lot of guys in this league that can close in on the quarterback as fast as Hunter could, but he's always been a great athlete. He's always had that great length. He's always been able to get off the snap real well. Now he's got that lower body power. And when I talk to guys coming out early for the draft or coming out after their senior year, and they're the pass rushers, they've worked so much on that upper body strength in their arms, and maybe they haven't worked as much on the lower body part. To me, that's where the fire comes from. It gives you that strength and that speed, and that's what Hunter's done, and he's taken full advantage of it. In a similar way, because I thought Miles Garrett had a very similar build, and background, and Miles has done the exact same thing. But, man, the new hunter, um, when he's closing in on you, you better move out of there and quickly uh, because he, he's not going to miss you. And those numbers tell the story with him. If he was playing in a New York market or Chicago or with the Cowboys, Forget man, uh, he, he'd be all over the place. He'd be on magazine covers all over the country. But because he's in Minnesota, he hasn't got the ink that some of the other top pass rushers have been able to get. No, he's a stud. (laughs) Out on that football field, he's a plain stud.
Mike, one person, too, when you think about this Vikings defense that you, comes to mind, safety Harrison Smith, a guy that's been doing it forever. The takeaway numbers haven't been there this year, but overall has been a pretty impressive force for this Vikings squad. Yeah, it was funny when Brian uh, Flores took over. Brian, Brian was a guy that showed up, man, he, I think he did three years at uh, Pete Jenkins' uh, Louisiana line camp. And, man, you talk about a guy who knows his stuff football-wise. And he brought up Harrison Smith. Now, Harrison's an old pops in this business, <laughs> so to speak. He really is. He's got a little bit of age on him uh, playing that secondary. But Brian brought up his savvy, his smarts. And he said, I need a chirper. I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah. A communicator. A guy that could, can tell everybody what to do on every play. Now, you might say it's your job. You're supposed to do it. Okay, you got a lot of people at everybody's workplace. They don't know what to do every uh, every second of the day. Somebody got to tell them. Harrison Smith is that type of guy. He he makes sure everybody understands what they have to do on every snap. Very physical football player. He doesn't quite have in watching him the speed or the range that he had years ago. Man, he always seemed to be in a spot to get an interception. I think, you know, Father Time has taken a little bit away from him in that area. What it hasn't taken away is smarts. And they blitz a lot. And Smith's the guy that relays that out. You talk about a blitz-heavy team, you're not going to see a team that blitzes more than what the Vikings do. Right. They get after you. And it's coming from different angles. Sometimes it's a safety blitz, a corner blitz. Sometimes it's a blitz from the linebackers from the interior right up the middle. Uh, man, if I'm Derek Carr today, uh, I'm telling my guys, I'm getting this football out of here quick because they coming. Uh, and normally when you blitz that heavy, that tells me you don't trust your corners. See, the Saints blitz a little bit, but don't blitz a lot. Yeah. It's almost uh, like a change of pace pitch for a pitcher and with the with the flurries and the vikings they blitz almost 50 percent of the time they coming at you and harrison's the guy that sort of sets that up because he's an extension of brian flurries as a defensive coordinator man they do a great job uh, what charlie brought up of middle of the road numbers i'm not sure this team talent wise is middle of the road on defense i don't think they that good but Brian's been able to dial up these blitzes at the right time and the right situation, and they make big plays on third down. That's where Harrison Smith has become a big part of this uh, Vikings defense now in sort of the winter years of his football career. So, Mike, since we did pick six on Tuesday, the spread has actually moved a little bit, but it's actually towards the Saints. The Saints opened as like two and a half point favorites. Now they're up to three point favorites. And we've talked about, you know, the jump in sports betting is pretty big when you go from two and a half to three or like six and a half to seven, so to speak, because then it's a push if you win by a field goal. Uh, but looking at this matchup, I mean, have you I think we both actually had the Vikings plus two and a half. I think we both think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, but has that kind of changed anything? I think the injuries, Charlie. Because uh, the one thing, if you're a gambler, that will affect your pick is injuries. It's not who you play, but when you play them. Right. And, you know, w with the injuries now to K.J. Osborne, and you knowing now for sure Jefferson won't play. And 
Hawkinson sort of beat up. And you also, the, the quarterback factor. Because if Kirk Cousins was playing in this game, the Vikings would be the favorite. But you're not playing Kirk Cousins today. You're playing Dobbs. Can Josh do it back-to-back games? Okay? That's the big question. So that's why you've seen this line sort of move more toward the Saints. The injury factor and also the quarterback factor uh, with, with Joshua Dobbs. Uh, in this game, man, uh, if Cousins was playing, they'd be a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite. But he's not. You've got to play who you got to play. And I think that's why you've seen this line move. Yeah, Saints fans don't want to see Dobbs lead the team in rushing yards just like he did last no. week versus Atlanta. That's for sure. <laughs> you don't. Mikey D, always appreciate the time. Get back with you more for the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff coming up 10 a.m. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. That's the Scouts Notebook. You can hear that every week here on WWL. Coming back with more First Take after the break right here on WWL Saints Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 